You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. I'm your host, Kate All. I'm the owner and founder of Simple Pin Media. We are a Pinterest management and marketing agency. Our goal is to help you find your perfect person on Pinterest. A few weeks back, I asked on Instagram what burning questions you had about Pinterest marketing, and I would answer them here on the podcast. Nothing off limits. Go crazy. List out all your questions. And you for sure delivered. So today's episode covers all those burning Pinterest Q&As. Before we dive in, I have one request as you're listening to this podcast. Would you leave a review? I always love to read them and hear your feedback. And as a podcast listener, I know that we often don't leave the app to visit a website. So I'd love if you drop your review so I can read it and know and see how this podcast is making an impact. Two seconds, go down below, click the five star. You can maybe do four, but I'd really like five. Just kidding. And I would love to hear from you and get to know who's listening. I know you can also do that in Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. Okay, back to your burning Pinterest questions. So we're going to do these a little bit um, rapid fire. There might be some that have shorter answers, some that have longer answers, and some that frankly have an I don't know answer. So I always want to be transparent and honest with whether or not we have any data to support the answer or we've seen it with some of our clients. So there might be some of those answers in there as well. Okay, this first one comes from Lux Economist. Love that name. After a long Pinterest break and 1 million changes, where do I even start? That is such a great question. And the first thing you want to start with is to refresh your strategy statement. And this is why you're using Pinterest as a marketing arm of your business. Why is the platform important to you? And then two, support it with what metrics you want to use to help you know if your marketing efforts are working or not. We like to write strategy statements for this. Then dust off your profile. Make sure it matches your branding, has all the right links, and your website is claimed. Then go through your boards and get rid of any group boards that don't seem relevant. And then a few more. And then a few more. Group boards are not necessary to growth on Pinterest. But the keywording of your boards is. So making sure that all the boards you have are keyworded appropriately at the top. The board description is filled out and relevant to your brand. If it's not, then move it to secret. Update the names and get your profile looking awesome. It's going to take you about an hour to do all of that. So plan to spend about 30 minutes with your strategy statement and what metrics will tell you if you're on the right path and what your goals are with using Pinterest. Dust off your profile, make it look awesome. Then start mastering the look of your standard pin images. So this would be just what is the look of your regular pins? What do you want it to be for your content and your products? It doesn't have to be perfect. So sometimes when we get back into Pinterest marketing and we're working through some of our design elements, 
it's a work in progress. So just start with seeing what you like and what you don't like. Then work on your idea pin images as well. Push out around one to two idea pins per week. Then about a month after you've been pinning, you want to check your Pinterest analytics to see if those metrics line up with what you would hope to see. Now, I want you to know 30 days is not a lot of time to invest on Pinterest. In fact, it's like a drop in the bucket. So know that you might not see a lot of movement in the first 30 days, but you can in Pinterest analytics toggle your view to see what boards and what pins got the most engagement in the last 30 days. It's a 30-day view. Check that out and see what people are engaging with. Fantastic question. All righty, we got two questions that kind of aligned in the e-commerce space. So the first is teaching first with Mrs. Hull. Teaching firsties with Mrs. Hull. <laughs> I had to send that out because it's actually all together, you know, like in a handle. Um, and then so handmade LLC. Okay. First one is we are ver- verified merchant. We are merchant verified. Now, what do we do? And the second question is, as an e-commerce seller, I have my Pinterest shop set up, but what do I do next? How should I use or capitalize on this in my Pinterest marketing? Also, would any Pinterest shop catalog input and updates um, be coming up in upcoming episodes? Number one, we have episode 267 that has tips on marketing your shop. You can go to simplepinmedia.com slash 267 to get more of those marketing tips. Number two, we do have a workshop series coming up specifically for e-commerce sellers. It's a two-parter. The first one is in June, and that's going to be covering all the tech on getting your shop set up. The second one in August will be covering the marketing piece, all just in time for the holiday season. So when it comes to becoming a verified merchant or getting your shop set up on Pinterest, what I want you to be thinking about is that this is a great tech piece that allows your products to show if they're out of stock, if the prices have changed. It's a really great integration with these new products that Pinterest is going to be releasing in the future. One of those being that you could potentially buy on the platform. So we want to think of it as there are people who do just content marketing like me. I don't have a shop, right? So if I did have a shop, I would want to utilize this to showcase my products in addition to my content. So it's like now you have another pathway to show off your products with this shop tab. There's also some things you can do with tagging in idea pins. You can tag your own products. That's pretty cool. And then get access to some conversion metrics that maybe you didn't have before. So play around with it for a little bit, see what it can do, and know that we have those two workshops coming up soon. Watch your email for more details. All right, this next one is Jaylee Draney. You asked a few. These are pretty good. You said, are carousel and video pins relevant anymore? Okay, carousel pins were these pins where, let's say, it's exactly like what you see on Instagram, where it's multiple pictures and you just slide, is it swipe I'm swiping left. I never know. They move to the left. Um, We really only see carousel pins with ads 
We really don't see them in the organic feed anymore. So I really wouldn't prioritize them unless you are doing ads. And video pins are a little bit more relevant, but we see it more as video being integrated with idea pins. So that 15 seconds, and then it pops up in the watch tab. So I would say video pins are still around there. You could still potentially use them, but if you're gonna use video anywhere, I would do it within an idea pin. Then you asked a follow-up question. It seems like carousel pins and idea pins are essentially the same thing, except carousels can link to an account. Is it smart to turn an idea pin to a carousel? No, don't do that because we don't see carousel pins much. However, you can repurpose your pin. So you could take a standard pin, turn it into an idea pin. You can certainly do this, but carousel pins, I wouldn't turn it into that because we just don't see it in the home feed or even the search feed hardly at all unless it's an ad. Liz Bianco 360, you said, what is a good basic strategy to promote a new blog and a YouTube channel, eventually leading to courses and template sales? Well, this is exactly what we do here at Simple Pin. First, you want to remember that your blog is a pillar. All roads lead to your website. You can do a standard pin. You can do a video pin. You can do an idea pin. But note that standard pin and video pin, they are clickable, so they'll lead to your blog post, whereas an idea pin leads towards your Pinterest profile and then to your website. This is why I tell people if you're going to utilize video inside idea pin that gives a little bit of a teaser, you want to make sure the front page of your website is super easy to navigate because that ensures they know how to find the search bar, especially to be able to search what they were looking for. Then you can embed that video on your blog post and then link it to potentially go watch on YouTube. We don't recommend Pinterest to YouTube. A lot of it is because when you are on Pinterest in the app, it opens up in the browser in the app. So, or not in, it's like in the Pinterest app. So all that to say, it's a really clunky. It's a clunky user experience that I have found even personally when I've tried to go back and forth between the two, I don't love it. So I would say have your website be the main pillar for the new blog posts and the new YouTube channel and then leverage your email list as well. Course and template sales, they're generally going to come after they've signed up for your email list, but you can also drive some amount of traffic to those pages But it's important to note that not a lot of Pinterest users will choose to buy right away unless it's, if it's a consumer, if it's less than $10 potentially. But for us, we haven't seen a lot of pins to sales pages convert. So we get them on our email list. We use the blog post to warm them up. All right, Jaylee Draney, you had another question. Do the order of boards on the profile page matter? Nope, not even a concern. You asked a follow-up question. Should I pin idea pins to my different boards intermittently like we do standard pins? Or is it just a one and done? It's just a one and done. We've tested pinning it to other boards and it doesn't really make a difference when you pin the same idea pin multiple times. The first time you post an idea pin, it holds the most bang for your buck. All right, Jaylee Draney, you asked a few more questions here. Does Pinterest prioritize an idea pin that uses their own Pinterest music 
rather than one that already had music embedded. Kind of how TikTok and Insta likes it when you use their own music. Yep, correct. Pinterest is the same way. In fact, we know that all of these platforms right now, they are looking for original content created on their platform. So the more you use their features, their music, the better. Here's another one from you. If I posted a static pin linking to my website, static and standard pin are the same terms. So if you hear me using that interchangeably, they're just the same referring to a standard pin. So if I post a static pin linking to my website and then one linking to a post on Instagram, are those considered two different pins in the eyes of the Pinterest algorithm? Yes, they would be technically two different pins, but I would not do it. The same reason I just talked about when it comes to YouTube. So pinning a pin to Instagram is a super bad user experience. It really does not work. I have tried it many times. And what happens is that Instagram, well, let's think about it this way. Instagram users are there because they're really interested in somebody's life. They want to follow somebody. They want to follow stories. They want to do all these things. The Pinterest user is interested in serving themselves, right? So the only time I have seen cross promotion between Instagram and Pinterest is in the hair space. It is when somebody is looking for a haircut. And the only time I come across pins that are pinned to Instagram is by a user because they were on Instagram and they wanted to save that particular haircut to their Pinterest board. And once somebody gets some inspiration and some style, those pins can go like wildfire. I would not do it as a marketing tactic. I know there's a constant conversation about this fresh content versus a repin versus all these things. I think you can really get lost in that. I think that you can get lost in going deep into code. I think you can get lost in trying to game the system. I understand it. I get it. But I want you to be focused on creating the images that are going to get somebody to save it instead of the images that are going to play to the algorithm right? Because who do you ultimately serve? You serve the person and there's no greater sharing power like what I just talked about with that Instagram haircut than the people doing it organically themselves because they found it so helpful. So focus less on trying to get two quote unquote new pins and focus more on what your people are going to like. Like, what's the question that's going to hook them in? What's the image that's going to hook them in? What do they find most useful? My people on Pinterest, they love how-tos. Every time we post a how-to, it gets a lot of really good engagement. So what's your, I guess, what do you know about your people? What's the thing that what they're saving and clicking on tell you about what type of content they want you to create more of? Okay. And next question, um, I'm not even gonna, I'm <laughs> not gonna attempt this name, but the last part is KiwiLand. What is the best tool to use these days for programming, Tailwind or Planoly? We get asked this a lot. Okay, Tailwind has shifted over the last year and a half to two years to become more of a comprehensive scheduling tool. You'll see that they have Facebook included, Pinterest, Instagram. I believe they went on LinkedIn, but I, don't quote me on that. So we use both here at SimplePin because a lot of our clients will come with different opinions about which program they want to use. Planoly is a great one. Tailwind is a great one. 
It's all about what works for your business, your brain, and your time. If something speeds up your productivity and helps you maintain consistent pinning on Pinterest, then use it 100 times out of 100, with the exception of something that breaks the rules. We don't want to use a tool that Pinterest doesn't like. And they're very clear about the ones they don't like. Okay, follow-up question. Is there something that can be done to the profile background image in order to become more Pinterest-friendly? So some of us had videos on our profile background, and I'm assuming when you say profile background image, that's the one at the top. Well, they got rid of video. So don't use a video. It just goes blank. You can upload a custom image, and the size for that is 800 by 450. 450. And then make it look as Pinteresty as you want. Your other follow-up question is, if the URL that I put in the post takes you to a social media post instead of a blog post, does Pinterest prioritize it as a pin with a blog URL? Okay, so I don't totally understand that question, but I think it's back to what we had we just talked about a minute ago. It is not wise to pin to another social media platform. It is always wise to go straight to your own website. It's easier for people to get to know you. You can have people sign up for your email list. You can have them poke around and figure out how to become a part of your community instead of taking them to a social media where they will immediately get distracted. So think about their experience first before you think about playing again to the algorithm to get a quote unquote new image, fresh image fresh URL. I see a lot of people super distracted and I can't stress this enough. It is not worth it to chase this. It's just not. It's worth it to chase your person. It's worth it to chase your analytics. If you came to me and said, I have been testing out pinning this particular way and my conversions state that this actually works. It's this image. It's this topic. It is these amount of pins per day. I will choose that 100 times over 100 because somebody has data to back up that it works for them. So I really want you to dive deep into that and think about that instead. But I do not recommend, it will never be my recommendation that you pin from Pinterest to another social media platform. Okay, last question. This is Jasmine Daily Services. Best tip for someone just starting out and strategies for being consistent. So this is a great closer one because I talked about this in the beginning. Number one, start with your why. What does Pinterest hold for you as a marketing platform? Why is it relevant? And you need to remember that Pinterest sits firmly in the seat of search and discovery. It's bucketed with Google and YouTube. It does not sit over there with TikTok and Instagram. So you have to think about why you're using Google, why you use YouTube, and why you use Pinterest. It's both search and email list growth, potentially. Second, your numbers will guide your performance. So choose the, after you make your, your uh, strategy statement, choose your metrics. Third, master your style, your images, and your branding. How do you want people to feel when they see your pins? Because remember, Pinterest is image first. That's what people look at. That's what people read. It really doesn't matter what, it, the, what the words say below. That's for the algorithm but the image is for the person that you're going to connect with. And fourth, get a great scheduling tool, a great productivity tool that will help you stay connected and really making sure that you are pinning consistently on the platform. 
Okay, those were great questions. And I am so thankful that all of you asked those on Instagram. Super amazing. I would love to hear your feedback on what I said. I said a few things that I don't know if everybody's going to agree with, but that's fine. I've been known to do that over the years. And I want to let you know that next week, we are going to be talking about e-commerce business owners. We're going to go deep. So that is going to be, actually, I think I quoted you in the beginning, the wrong number. Yes, I did. Nope, I didn't. 267. So we talk about marketing your shop on episode 267. But next week, we're going to go deep into getting your shop set up and some hurdles that people have that prevent them from getting their shop set up and what you need to know. That's when we'll talk about when our workshop times are for the e-commerce tech and the e-commerce marketing. And then after that, we're going to go into our summer story series. I am recording these episodes right now, and y'all, I am so excited to share them with you. They're going to be a little bit of a respite, a little bit of a break from Pinterest. Some we are going to be talking about Pinterest, but others we're not. I have had the opportunity to sit with people and hear their story, and I'm going to bring it to you. And first up, I'm kicking it off with my story in a very unique way. I'm being interviewed. So we've got a lot of podcasts that are going to be amazing this summer coming up. So in the past, if you've listened, we have taken a break. We are not going to take a break. We are going to lean in hard to some of these stories, and I just cannot wait to share them with you. Alrighty, thanks so much for listening. And next week, talking about e-commerce. Bye.